You're listening to Superstition. Season 2, Episode 1, Signs and Symbols. What is there to say about a town like Superstition, Arizona? Nowhere in the world is completely singular. But it is special. Just over 5,000 people live there, in relative peace and considerable danger. The places we live don't always make us who we are. But they do have a hand in the shape. It's like memory. Those things go together. A town can mean different things to different people. If you see a town as a comfort, a place well-worn with time and habit, where someone might call your name across a coffee shop and you always know who it is, and how their mother is doing, and when you can politely leave the conversation without hurting their feelings, you're lucky. Because you're someone who fits in that place. If you see a town as nothing more than a trap, a constraint, the walls of a pit with little light at the bottom, well, you're not alone in that. If you see it as a puzzle, a complicated structure of history and bad decisions and unwound streets, you might be a city planner. Or a detective. And if you see the landscape of a town as nothing other than an endless blaze of light, impossible and bottomless, with something dense and strange at its center, that might have been human-shaped once, that's impossible to see except two smoldering coals for eyes. Congratulations. You're one of the few people to ever truly see this crack in the universe how it really is. If it happens to you a second time, run. Welcome to Superstition. We hope you enjoy your stay. Anomaly! Wardrobe malfunction! A clusterfuck! It's even, if I may be so bold, a complete and utter fried sack of shit! Will you stop talking and drive this goddamn car? I have to do both at the same time, otherwise I'll have to think about what's happening right now. What is it? I have no idea. Is it brother found? I think it might be. What did I tell you? You told me this was a bad idea. I was right. I'm beginning to think that you were. Oh, God. Just drive.
that's a lot. For the benefit of the audience, maybe I should walk it back here a little first. A lot happened between when this started and all that. It began with the first official case of the Jacqueline St. James Detective Agency. My name is Jack. When I was 13 years old, my parents went missing. For a long time, it felt like I was the only person who cared. Then I stopped caring and started trying to find ways to forget. But a few months ago, a message right out of the past changed all that. I threw everything I owned, and a few things that, strictly speaking, I didn't, into the back of a truck, and I drove across the country. And I wound up in the last place I expected to find myself. A small town in the state of Arizona. Marooned on the edge of the Muggion Rim, down a back road that's got more potholes than street signs, and more secrets than any of those things. Its name is Superstition. Over a decade ago, my father died here, and my mother vanished. And now I'm here to figure out why. See, I showed up with a last-ditch hope that I'd find a conclusion to the mystery that's haunted my life. Closure doesn't come easy. What I did was open up a can of worms, all squirming around the truth that things happen in Superstition, Arizona, that nobody can explain. And people go missing all the time. Someone has to do something about that. I'm not exactly the best candidate, but if I solve enough mysteries, eventually I have to get closer to mine, right? I've been a bartender, a grifter, a bad little sister, a used car salesman, a secretary, and now, I'm a private eye. It's taken a long time for me to realize that all my life I've been searching. For the first time, I actually felt like I might be on to something. I've got a lot of questions, a few new friends, and a big sign with my name on it. All I needed was my first kiss. This tall drink of water walked into my office. I mean, it's mostly an unfurnished room in an alley with no AC. I conned, or maybe begged, my way into renting the front room of this warehouse from Lloyd, who owns the bar around the corner. The door is half hidden in between a kid's karate studio and the back entrance of a restaurant, so it smells like french fries and stinky socks and whatever the hell Lloyd is keeping in all the crates and shipping containers back here. But it's dirt cheap. I don't think anybody else wanted it. And it's got the sign. So, office. Anyway, this tall drink of water. She was good looking and neat. You know, for someone wearing a cardigan. I don't discriminate. That's where this all started. Excuse me, uh, you there? Behind that milk crate. I'm looking for the private detective who is supposed to be working out of whatever this is. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, here I am. Uh, that's me. Are you really? Well, that's what it says on my underwear. And also on that big sign on the wall. Jack St. James. Superstition's only private detective. 
can I help you with something? Or are you just here to admire the dust? It's a work in progress, admittedly, but it's got a gritty edge to it that I think is really working for my brand. Well, my name is um, Annabelle Black, and I'm here because my brother is missing. Is there an epidemic? I'm sorry? Of missing siblings? Is it going around? Do you have a weird unmarried uncle with a secret hobby by chance? Uh huh. Maybe I ought to just. Oh, no, no. Uh, here. Uh, sit down. On this, uh, milk crate. I'm working on furniture. Wasn't expecting anyone quite so soon. Uh, your brother, you said. Tell me about your brother. My twin brother. His name is Leo, and he's been missing for three days. You didn't have a huge, convenient fight beforehand, did you? But no. Any weird religious traditions or habits of recording his monologues? Neither of you are of seven set of twins in your family or something? No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Just thought I'd ask. Tell me about your brother. And anything strange that might have happened before he went missing. <clears throat> Uh, we're twins, like I said. Um, identical. I'm older by a minute and a half. Um, when you have a twin who is opposite in personality, people tend to think of what you might have been like if you were one person. Um, Leo is bright and ambitious, but not organized or self-possessed. And I'm meticulous, but, well, not creative. Together, we'd be the perfect person. Separate, we're both kind of a mess. What does he do? He's a filmmaker. And what do you do? Finances. Got it. So, three days ago, what happened? <sighs> it was strange. It was... It happened, but it didn't. Uh, I haven't been able to describe it, really. I... I keep thinking if I could explain it to Leo, he'd get it because he does, but... I mean, do you have moments like that? Sure. So I guess I should tell you. Yeah. It didn't if start as anything strange. We got breakfast together. We'd been trying to see each other more. Leo had made me mad that morning by hiding in the trunk of his car and leaping out at me, but... He'd apologized, and the breakfast had been fine. We were walking back towards the car, and Leo was telling me about the footage he'd been trying to shoot that weekend. It was tricky, and he was excited about it and hoped to finish it that day or the next. Do you know what it was? Or where he was filming? He was pretty cryptic about it, actually. He'd gotten access to... Some of the tunnels underneath City Hall, with the mayor's permission. I know that. He'd also been spending the night out in the desert, um, west of, west of town. I don't know exactly which he was referring to. Hmm. Just wondering. Go on. So, we were walking back from breakfast, and that's when I saw... I guess it was... A vision. Leo was walking ahead of me on the street, and 
he turned to explain something, and then I saw him falling. He he tripped, and the ground fell away, and so did the street and the sunlight, and he was falling into the void, into nothing, terrified, calling my name, tumbling farther and farther, and... And it was like one of those optical illusion books. Uh, An image of a cliffside becomes a man's face, but it's still just rocks and lichen at the same time. I could still see him looking at me on the street and falling through that blackness, calling for help, both at the same time. And then it cleared, and he was just asking me what was wrong. I, I didn't know how to describe it. He went home, and the next day, I got a call saying he hadn't left his apartment, but nobody was in it. I I haven't seen him since. Huh. What do you think it means? I'm not, I'm not prone to visions or hysteria, if you're thinking that. I think you have to be. Living here, it probably helps. You don't have weird dreams? I've had weird dreams since I moved here. Not really. You guys grew up here? Oh, yes. Seems to me like that makes people a little strange. You think there's something a little strange about me? (laughs) Well, you're hiring me, (laughs) so... (laughs) Uh, Did Leo pack stuff up? Phone? Keys? Car? Anywhere he'd go to get out of town? His life is here. Your brother ever get on anyone's bad side? Just mine. People like him. His sense of humor goes too far for me sometimes. He likes a prank and things that pop out of boxes. To be honest, I half expect to discover this is all a sick joke. Does Leo have any other idiosyncrasies? Or passions? Beliefs that are so strong they shape how he sees the world? Well, he's making a film about superstition. Has been for years, it seems. It's highly symbolic, meticulously researched. Not a documentary. I have no idea who would want to watch it. The footage he added most recently was disturbing, actually. How so? Well, it might be better, um, just to watch it. Here. Jesus. That's some Blair Witch bullshit. Is it... Is it real? No, good lord. It's fiction. I mean, look at it. Archival found footage edited together to create a terroir of the place in which he was raised. Or so Leo says, anyway. The film was a montage. It opened with a shot of the Superstition Fourth of July parade 15 years ago. I knew that so well because I knew it was the last time anyone had documented both my parents alive and in one piece. And then it got stranger. Disjointed images desert sky, caves, water, fingernails, blinking eyes, 
screaming, laughing, desert, blood. It moved too fast to make out any one image, and over all of it was this sound. Some of it looked even more familiar, but that was hard to explain, so I tried to keep my cool. You will die in seven days. It's a contrast to his personality, certainly. The footage. Where did he get it from? All over. Historical videos from the town archives. Things shot by his friends. Uh, There's a lot of it. I only brought one. Are you alright? You look... spooked. It isn't real. Some of it just looks familiar. That's all. Can I hold on to this hard drive? For... science? I suppose. Don't lose it. You said there's more video like this. Can I see it? Leo's private about his work. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, now, I, I want to know who he talked to last week, uh, where he went, if anyone else might have seen him. Um, well, I, um, I can give you the numbers of his production crew. I, I don't know them well, but... Uh, they seem to be nice. So, not exactly the earth-shattering case I was hoping for. But it felt strange and unusual. And there was that video. One frame. A woman's nose and a curl of dark hair. You know, when you start thinking about something a lot, you begin to see it everywhere. Think about uh, blue cars, and every other car you spot is blue. Or get... Pachelbel's cannon in your head and that's all you hear. But I didn't quite think it was just in my head that the face captured in Leo Black's video project looked a little familiar. Like my mother. I'd been finding her everywhere since I arrived in Superstition. Except in the way that actually mattered. You know, Jack, when you ask me to spend time together and it's about work, it's not a date. Izzy, who said that's why Just I called you? Just establishing some guidelines. Wow, your office is dusty. But it's my first case. Are the guidelines optional? You'll have to try it and see. <laughs> I want your opinion on something. And don't complain, because this was your idea, you know. Calling myself a private eye? Jack, I don't think you ever do anything just because somebody suggests it once. Depends on who suggests it. (laughs) Want to see something creepy as hell? I wish you wouldn't flirt and talk shop at the same time as all. (laughs) Gives me whiplash. Okay, so maybe the first thing you do when a brand new case walks its way through your door shouldn't be to give the person you're kind to seeing a call for their opinion. Probably. But I needed someone with an objective, cool head to talk me off a ledge. A cool head, great collection of plaid vests, good eyebrows, a sideways smile. Sorry, (laughs) I was talking about the case. It's her, isn't it? In the video? It looks like the photo you have of your mom, yes. Annabelle gave me this. It's his shot log. 
The 4th of July footage came from the town archives. Uh, a news station filmed some of it. But her face? It says here, thought this was a blank shot of the night sky from the top of the cemetery mound. I was alone when I filmed it. No idea who she is. Spectral imaging? She doesn't look like a ghost to me. Have you seen many? Once or twice. What do you think about this? I think Liam Black talked a lot about how he was going to be the first person to make a real comprehensive film about the history of superstition. That made some people nervous. You think he didn't realize the implications? I'm worried he might have and didn't care. Well, if I could track Leo down, maybe he knows something about my family, about why things happen here. It seems like he's dug through every family archive in town. What do you mean? See, look, he's got this chart. People he wanted to interview, family stories he thought were interesting, places he wanted to get on camera. You see my name on that list? Uh, nuh Then I think you should get rid of it. It's not your business. What? Wh- why? Th- this is a gold mine. Do you think I should worry? About implications? I think you should worry about a lot more things than you seem to, is all. And tread with a little more caution. Well, what do you think it would mean if Leo thought your family was interesting? That doesn't have anything to do with the case. And if you call me to ask stupid questions, I'm going to leave. Whoa, I didn't mean... Mm. I was just asking. I'd just be careful with this one. Don't trespass. Don't go where you're not wanted. Okay? Gives me a bad feeling. You think there's more to it than what Annabelle said? Everyone's hiding something. And it's my job to figure out what it is, I guess. You're not going to take my advice, are you? I will think about it. Well, I tried. Come by later, when you're done making waspy women tear their hair out. (laughs) That's a lifelong quest, thank you very much. (laughs) Well, come by later anyway. I was beginning to itch for a clue. Some idle googling about visions and the symbolic meaning of falling in dreams didn't get me very far. Leo Black's email and social media accounts didn't either. He was cheerful and kind of chaotic, always apologizing for replying to things three weeks late. He didn't seem to talk to his sister much, like she'd indicated. When he wasn't forwarding conspiracy theory email threads or dissecting the symbolism of horror movies, he was talking about his film, The Project. It seemed to consume him. I'd known people like him, sure. People with a passion that swamped mundane needs like common courtesy or paying the bills on time. It made me envious, almost. I'd never been that committed to anything in my whole life, except maybe my desire to not commit to things. It made me wonder if there was something like that in Annabelle's life. The clues weren't adding up to anything that didn't look like a funhouse mirror version of a jigsaw puzzle. So, I went to the most practical person I could think of for help. 
I figure the first step in some real detecting is serious caffeine. Is the donut optional? Don't be a dick. There isn't a good donut shop in town. Well, Annabelle hasn't filed a police report, I can tell you that much. This isn't official, so I didn't look up anything concrete, but as far as I know, neither of them has been involved in so much as a speeding ticket. Yeah, I don't think this is an official kind of missing person, Tom. How's that? He's making a weird film that Annabelle says is fiction, but <laughs> it doesn't feel like fiction to me. Then she turns around and claims she had some kind of vision. What do you do to jumpstart, you know, the flash of insightful brilliance that'll crack this thing open? Oh, donuts help. Do you believe her? Mm, I'm a little worried about what'll happen if I don't believe anyone right now. I don't know either of them well, but they've always struck me as being super normal. And not super close. Eh, that's what I thought, too. It feels insensitive to consider that maybe Leo just doesn't like his sister enough to tell her his plans. But I'm thinking it. A little. Well, I hope you didn't say that out loud. Not yet. So, what the hell do I do next? You keep digging through things, and you wait, probably. You'll be doing a lot of waiting. Ugh, I didn't become a private eye to wait around. You got pretty lucky with your first case. Probably gave you some unrealistic expectations about police work. I'm not a police. And lucky? I got stabbed. Yeah, and everything happened really fast. You had to put in a few hours of hard research, and you got to make some risky decisions and save the day. Most of the time, detective work isn't luck or bravery. It's a lot of mind-numbing waiting around with a bunch of paperwork thrown in. Well, that sucks. It's not great, no. Why do you even do this job? You don't seem to, like, enjoy it. At all. I guess not. I mean, you'd have to, right? Otherwise, it's kind of awful. It should be obvious, right? Missing brother means I want to make sure it never happens to anybody else, if I can do anything about it. That's what my parents say to people. Makes them proud and stuff. That's an answer, I guess. That's not it, though. I don't really have one. I mean... You could do literally anything else. I guess I thought I had to do something that would mean something because of Jules. I couldn't go on to just live my life. If his disappearance didn't change who I became, then what was the point? It was the most obvious answer to the question. That's morbid. You don't think like that? Not exactly. You don't exactly get a pass on self-flagellation, though, so don't start. Did you just say flagellation? Oh, come on. You don't think they'd be proud of what you're trying to do? Your family? You think your brother'd be proud of you? Could ask him, I guess. What? Nothing. I have no idea. Jack, have you heard any news about the body? Your father? Uh, you haven't really talked about it since... What? No. It's still in the morgue. 
Unless it's gotten up and walked off. They can't determine cause of death, and until they do, we can't bury him or whatever. Can we not talk about that? Yeah, of course. I think she's not telling me something, Annabelle. There doesn't seem to be a reason for anyone to have it out for Leo. But maybe it happened at random. I don't know if there always needs to be a reason. If there's not a reason, then there's no point to any of this. No. There's something here I'm not seeing. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. <sighs> Please, don't break into anyone's apartment. There's only so much trouble I can pull you out of. Jack? Jack? Look, I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but sometimes when you hit a brick wall, the only option is to climb over it when nobody's looking and trespass on the other side. Emphasis on the trespass bit. Leo Black lived alone, in a studio apartment near the library. I picked the lock on a back window and climbed in feet first, keeping an eye out for passers-by. Didn't need a neighbor calling the cops. Inside, I found a bachelor pad blanketed in darkness and quiet. The looming shapes of Ikea furniture and unwashed laundry hid shadowy corners. But I didn't risk turning on a light. It didn't matter much. Even with a flashlight, I could tell the apartment was empty. And the only thing of interest was... a blinking red light from the other side of the room. My heart stopped for a moment, but then I realized it was a camera. A big, nice one, mounted in a tripod, set up on the center of the bed so it nearly touched the ceiling. It was on, the red light the only motion in the dark. And when I turned it around, I saw the memory card was full of footage. I picked it up and pressed play. The screen filled with nothing but darkness. I spun through every file, hours of footage of nothing. An error or a void until I opened the last one. I thought it was blank, too, until the sound kicked in. It had to be Leo's voice, and it was terrified. I don't know if this will work, but I have to try, because I think... I got it this time. If I can get it on camera, I know I can prove it's real. That the story of this town is real. I think I've gone too far. I'm not sure how I'll get back from here. It's the footage that matters. The story. Make it come to this. Annabelle, if you're listening to this, you probably think I've gone missing. Like everyone goes missing in this place. All the footage I shot is saved on my camera, and I hope it'll mean something. Prove something. Because I need you to know that I found something. I found it. The story didn't make sense until I figured out what's causing this to happen, but... I met it. And Annabelle, don't come looking for me. It's not worth your time. Please. Please! Sorry for 
Fuck me sideways. What the hell did Leo Black stumble into? What have I found? What is this? And how is she here, too? What did he find? And what does it have to do with my mother? What do you want from me? What are you trying to say? If you're still here, if you are, then I demand that you explain yourself. I demand... Haven't I done enough? Don't I deserve to know? Or is this just one more thing you're hiding from me? I don't know what I expected. You're not going to answer. You never do. My head pounding, I drove back towards home. The lights were still off inside the tidy two-story house I was temporarily living in, and Jenny was probably still asleep. I sat in the driveway for a long time, turning the last several hours over in my head. Overhead, clouds loomed in the sky. It could rain later. All signs and symbols, portents and warnings. They were everywhere. In the captured photo expression of my mother's face, still hanging on the wall in the public library. In the sand grit caught in the wind, stinging my skin. In the patterns of street signs and sidewalks, geography and symbolism. For a moment, I felt like I could peel back the edges of the sky to see the truth behind it. I knew there was something vast and unknowable watching this. Watching me. I was trapped by the implications by my own history, between what happened and what will, and between the two of them, mom and dad, here now and long gone. I carry their traits, their features, their mistakes. It didn't matter that she never shared those secrets. I've got them anyway. Not knowing is a kind of initiation. A conclusion kills possibility. But I didn't know how much longer I could live like this. I went inside the house and put water in the coffee maker and stared down the details of Leo Black's disappearance one more time. With no answers of my own, I searched for somebody else's. Categorized the details of a life. Habits, emails, worries, wishes. I replayed Leo's first video in my head. Found footage. Desert. Sky. Hands. Faces. There's that archival footage from the 4th of July parade again. The last time I know for certain that anybody saw my mother. And that single frame. The footage untraceable. Her eye. Her frown. The crease of her brow. Desert sky. Hands. Faces. Desert. Hands. Sky. My mother's frown. An error. Like she'd been caught where she shouldn't be and was trying to get out. Everything was coming together to feel like a warning. 
about what I had no idea. That's the problem. Eventually, the sun came up. I couldn't put it off any longer. I went to see Annabelle, which went about as I expected. You're saying you went through my brother's things. I told you not to, but you did. Well, if I hadn't, I wouldn't have found this. Maybe you shouldn't have. Stop waving that in my face. It's a warning. It's intended for you. I don't want to watch it. I think you need to. I'm beginning to wonder why you were hiding it from me. I hired you for this, you know. Just watch it, okay? And see what I'm saying. And Annabelle, don't come looking for me. See? And what do you expect me to see here, exactly? A warning! It's a joke. What? Leo, it's exactly what he thinks is funny. He's probably in a hotel room in Flagstaff, imagining my reaction and laughing his ass off. Look, I'm pretty familiar with the sibling with the really unkind sense of humor thing, seeing as that's often me, but I don't think so. This isn't forwarding a jump scare email. When we were six, Leo glued my pigtails to a chair, and my mother had to shave my head. Ah, that's terrible. I love him. He's my brother. I'm worried sick about him, but I don't trust him. He's clearly got himself into something bad here. I mean, look, you know there's something weird about this town, right? There's something weird about every small town. Yeah, but in this town, when you wish really hard that your ex dropped dead, she might just kill over in the street. Your brother wanted to find an answer to what makes superstition so bizarre. I think he wanted it so bad that he found it. <laughs> you want to what? Do peyote and conduct a seance? Strap on your camera equipment and hoof it through the desert looking for a sign? I don't know. Maybe. Look, things happen to people in this town. and Things? People? This is my brother. Either he's missing or he's not. Clearly he is. A couple of days ago you were worried sick. And now you're saying you're not? Everything's fine. Just pack up and go home. Is that so strange? Yes! Is it? To want this to just be personal? It's not a happy thought, you know. I'm assuming the worst in my brother. That he's been so cruel to me for fun. But if I don't, then something has happened to him that I can't understand. That I can't do anything about. Is it so strange to want this to be something normal? No. Of course not. No. But I don't think that that's... And you haven't gotten me any closer to finding him. I've spoken to Captain O'Connell this morning... He thinks I should file a missing persons report and keep quiet on the details. <laughs> he would say that. And I had a call from Duncan O'Connell at the paper. He thinks I should put my brother's face on the front page of the Daily Caller to send a message. He would also say that. 
Look, I'd advise against doing anything those two recommend, personally. I'm rather inclined to listen to Duncan, and ignore your advice, because it hasn't gotten us very far. It would have if you told me half of what was going on. Your brother was scared of something. You told me yourself you saw something you couldn't explain. We just have to figure out what it was he was afraid of, and that will lead us to him. He's pulling a prank. That message is nothing more than a mean joke. It's what he's always done to me. Pulled my leg and prepared to jump out from behind a door somewhere. If you can't see that, then I don't know what we're doing here. You hired me! Well, consider yourself unhired, then. You're firing me? Look, I need answers just as much as you do. I think your brother found something really important, something that I need to know. This isn't the kind of case you deal with, and you want it very badly to be, which makes me think you have ulterior motives and that I am simply a means to an end. You don't know anything about me. I don't think you know much about your brother, either. I'm not ready to leave this alone. I don't care. You know what? Fine. Have it your way, then. Be sure and call me if you hear anything. You'll be certain I won't. You'll be real sorry when I'm right. Again. Maybe I'm one for two. Maybe he'll turn up dead. Or... Here's a list of questions. Why superstition? What's so special about this place that's causing the rules as we know them to fall apart? Did something like that happen to Leo Black? Or can ordinary petty grievances drive people apart even here? Did ordinary petty grievances drive my family apart? Or was it something else? How did my mother contact me? Is she alive? Or is she... something else? What killed my dad? Did she have something to do with it? Why does it feel like everyone is lying to me? What exactly did I see right after Simon Malay stuck a knife in my stomach? Was it real? Is that question even important? What's Isabella not telling me? Am I actually any good at this? Is there any point in trying? What do I do next? I don't have any of those answers. I went back to the office to find somebody was already there. Pretty sure I locked this when I left. Uh, hi? Uh, this isn't an abandoned building, despite appearances. Locks are a frame of mind, in much the same way that physicality is a relative. Okay. Also, the door popped right open when I knocked. Might want to have them checked out. You're Jack St. James, aren't you? I've made you a pie... Hope you like rhubarb. And you are a tall, baking, door-handle sorceress? Mm, try witch. 
and you've got it. The woman who had broken into my office stood out like a stubbed toe, but I suspected she would have just about anywhere. She could have been 25 or 125. I got the impression of red hair, concentrated intelligence, and a smile. Her dark eyes were watching me, waiting. That didn't bode well. My name is Artemisia Smith, and I've heard a lot about you, Jack. Oh, like with the book and the award-winning pies. Unless there's another transgender pie-baking witch in town, then yes, that's me. I mean, I've just met the one. (laughs) I'm fairly singular. I thought it was high time we met the two of us. That implies you were waiting on it. (laughs) I was. And the uncle kidnapping his niece wasn't a good one for you? Simon Malay wasn't interesting. Not interesting. And you saw something. Look, I've heard about you, but I don't know you. And I'm learning a thing or two about idle conversation in this town. So, I've got to know something. Everyone I've met in Superstition so far has an agenda. Hell, I've got one myself. Some of them I understand. Find your sister. Make things make sense. Some of them are complicated. And things are happening behind the scenes. So, whose side are you on? I'm not on anybody's side, Jack. Just my own. Same as you, I think. I usually am. And my agenda is my business. I like to ask big questions and see what kind of answers I may stumble on. What kind of big questions? Patterns or anomalies, signs and symbols, how things fit together, and where they fall through the cracks. That seems dangerous. This is a dangerous place to live. Haven't you figured that out yet? Not just strange or mysterious. Dangerous. This week it was Leo Black. Years ago, it was Mira St. James. Tomorrow it might be you. Or your friend Tom. Or that bartender you like. You've picked an interesting group of friends here, by the way. Between the three of you, a haunting, a curse, and a bargain that hasn't been fulfilled. You're a three-for-one deal on supernatural phenomena. A curse? That question is someone else's business. Is being a witch kind of like being a doctor? You know, non-disclosure agreements and obscure jargon? Absolutely not. More like being a lawyer. (laughs) Or a cowboy. Maybe I need a lawyer. Or a cowboy. Someone who isn't on anyone else's side. Welcome to the Wild West. You said you'd like to ask big questions. I've got a lot of those. But they really narrow down... To one. 
Where is my mother? <laughs> you kids these days and your single-minded determination. How old are you? Mm, you shouldn't ask a lady that. And that question isn't for me. I know where my mother is. Assuming she stayed where I left her, anyway. But more importantly, it's your question. I can't ask it for you. You have to know what you would give for the answer. That's how magic works, Jack. I suppose you wave a magic wand and cut open your palm and wish real hard? Not exactly. Do you have a light? A lighter? No. Why? This'll do. That's a clever trick. Lighting that cigarette with your finger. Not as clever as the next one. What is happening? I'm taking you on a tour. One minute, we were standing in my makeshift office. Then Artemisia snapped her fingers and we weren't. We were somewhere else. There was the sky, that vast, dark sky I've only ever seen in Arizona. Like... Creosote and coyote howls, a cover of comfort and distance. We were inside it somehow, looking down and up and backwards. I could see the lit tip of Artemisia's cigarette and a lot more that didn't make sense. And then there was light. That red gold of sunrise in the desert that I'm beginning to recognize. Violent and hot, it hurt and it burned a crack in the dome of that sky dark and safe and there was something on the other side of it I saw history unfurling like a ribbon faces, people, places a 4th of July parade a man falling from a cliff into the sky fear, anger, loss, desire need a montage what this place was. Like what Leo Black had caught on camera, or tried to. And all the time, something behind it. That's what I saw. When Simon Malay stabbed me. Yes, Simon. A small, scared man who was given a solution that he assumed was a rope. When it was really the tail of an elephant. You saw the elephant. Don't you want to know what it wants? It was real. As real as anything else. Simon believed something really hard, and it came true. I think 
Cleo Black was determined to find an answer, and he found one he couldn't escape from. Maybe Annabelle is so sure her brother's just playing a joke on her that he can never get free from it. But that thing hears them. Thing makes it simplistic. Removes intention. And purpose. It's listening to us. What we want. What we fear. Through a crack in the world. Now, do you want a piece of pie? You really are a witch. That's what I said. I've lived in superstition a long time, Jack. I came here for a reason, and I've seen many things caused by the presence of that entity on the other side of an impossible doorway that most people don't notice. And recently, I've been worried. Can I guess why? Go ahead. Because other people are starting to become aware, right? That's an effect. I've been here a long time. Long enough to see how, recently, things are getting worse. Occurring more often, and with more severity, and less control. Serious incidents, not just strange ones. The kind that harm. How recently? I think you know. I'll take 15 years ago for 500. Congrats, you're a winner. Grand prize. So you're telling me that there's a reason that superstition is this way. You've been keeping an eye on it. Some people who live here know. Some guess. Some have no clue. But 15 years ago, a woman named Mira St. James came to Superstition. My mom. And you're saying, at that same time, something changed. So, maybe I've revised my question a little I thought you might. What the hell did my mother do? Thank you for listening to the season two premiere of Superstition. Signs and Symbols stars Lucille Valentine as Artemisia, Kira Apple as Jack, Cena Breyer as Annabelle, Alex Gallegos as Tom, Jory Taylor as Isabella, and Josh Vinson as Leo. It was written and edited by Sarah Kolb. See you in two weeks for a story about local news, local libraries, and demons.